Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Dudes with Booze, episode four. I'm Steven, along with Matt and EJ once again. Hey guys, how are you doing? How goes it? Doing good. All right. Today's episode topic is podcast and chill. Now, once again, EJ was the spearhead behind this idea, but really the topic is going to be just us kind of, you know, hanging out with a more casual show. For us, that means, of course, right now there's been a lot of um, downtime for various reasons, but a lot of times in life, you know, people are busy, obviously. They're working, they're doing projects, they're doing whatever they're doing in, in their lives, and oftentimes we forget that it's good to just kind of slow down sometimes and, you know, take time for yourself, whether that's away from work, whether that's with friends, with family, pursuing personal projects and personal goals, and um, maybe even, you know, trying new things, new experiences. So today's show is going to be about that. And Matt and EJ and I will share some of our thoughts and ideas and ways that we do that. And of course, we'll talk about how people during the quarantine have been using their time. Uh, I think I have some things to share and the guys do too. So it should be a really good show. should be some good discussion. And I'm looking forward to it. But before we jump into the show, I wanted to take some time to, of course, go around and share what we're drinking this week. I can start. So this week, I am having a beer, and this is a beer by Mike Hess Brewing from San Diego, California. The beer is called Haley's Comet Hazy IPA. It's made with Comet hops, and... Um, just a really good uh, hazy uh, citrusy IPA. Uh, it has a pretty nice um, haze to it and um, pretty smooth. It's only 7.0 ABV. Yeah, uh, my, it's my first time having it, but I really like it, and I think it's uh, definitely one that I'll uh, have again at some point. So, uh yeah, just really, really good stuff. I, Guys, feel, I feel like people can tell that we are definitely a uh, fan of hazy IPAs on this show. Probably so. I think, I think this, is, one... this is like number like six or seven already out of four episodes. Seriously, yeah. Every episode, at least one of us has had a hazy IPA. I, I, yep, it's true. It is true. Um, And before I let EJ or Matt share their drinks, I wanted to just let everyone know listening that this week I do have my – Campari, Campari bottle in Campari. hand. So that means that all three of us have Campari, which makes this a Camparti. Wow. But anyway, EJ, what's in your in your hand this week? Today I am drinking Smooth Ambler Contradiction. It's a uh, blend of a couple of bourbons. Um, it's it's a couple of young bourbons that Smooth Ambler has uh, blended together which I was kind of not really expecting too much from it, but it's really good. So off the top, I mean, it's like, it's like drinking like like if a hazelnut, an almond, and a bowl of candy corn fucked, this would be their baby. Wow, that's that's graphic, but it does the job. Um, it's not graphic. I mean, I, I didn't go into detail on how they would do that because, you know. True. That's true. Uh, but so candy corn, though, <laughs> candy corn's just kind of, I mean, you don't hear that much. Tis so. the fucking season. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, well, I mean, candy corn. Everyone candy wants corn. to hate on candy corn. It's not that bad. It's actually kind of good. Can we can we talk about what candy corn actually is? Like, do you know what flavor candy corn is, Stephen? What flavor it is? No, I, yeah. I can't say I do. All it is is it's honey flavored wax, basically. That's yeah, it's it. Te- it's terrible. It's honey. It's honey flavored. That's like honey is terrible. That's yeah, honey, it. But you heard it here. Steven said death to the bees. No, just but he's just over have it. Honey in All other you Californians ways, come after him. He lives in San Diego. I can't remember the address though. You never will. Just have honey in other forms. Don't have candy corn because it just you know why make it in that way. Hey, I'll eat some candy corn once a year. It's not that bad. I'll okay. eat it right now if you fucking give it to me. I'll do it. Anyway, Matt, what are you doing this week? This week, 
I have a Southern Star Bombshell Blonde. It's actually, just by coincidence, it's my second week in a row having a Southern Star beer. But um, that's what I've got this week. It is an American Blonde Ale. And it's Southern, good. Southern Star's in Conroe, yeah? Yeah, it's in Conroe. Conroe, just north of Houston. I don't know that everybody listening will. We, we found out today that we have some uh, people listening from, where was it? It was Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. We have oh, listeners wow. in Singapore. So hello, Singapore. We're global. We've gone global. It's pretty cool. And you know, Southern Star, so actually I believe Southern Star was the second Houston brewery to really take off in the mid to late 90s, I believe. Um, but anyway, I mean, I've had their stuff, uh, most of their beers, and they're they're pre- they're usually pretty, you know, pretty good most of the time. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the buried hatchet. Once the weather starts getting a little bit chilly, really good stuff. Yeah, well, cool guys. But they've been around for a while now. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool guys. Um, so I think I think you know to because it sounds like Stephen, you are a little bit uh, a little tense. So what I do to relieve a little tension. So I do a shot of Campari. I think we should do a shot of Campari. Okay, let's do it. And uh, after after the shot of Campari uh, that we're pour- it's, Matt's already poured it. He was ready. RTG. I'm, I'm ahead of you guys. Yeah. So after the shot of Campari, um, it's been a little while since Stephen has had Campari because it's probably uh, been since I was in San Diego. Um, I think Stephen, I think that you should give your tasting notes. I can do that. All right, here we go. Browse. Dude, this smells like train tracks. <laughs> and you got on to me for candy corn. Train tracks. Steven, Steven always smells things before he eats or drinks them. That's true. It's true. Everything. We, know, we all know this. Cheers. He smells Cheers. things that shouldn't be smelled. Cheers. Well, you know. That's delicious. Good stuff. Steven, can I get a uh, detailed? Can you, so you know, in in post, can you put some like uh, dreamy, like elevator music underneath this this description you're gonna do? Sure. Thank you. So I, it's almost like I taste like a. I mean, it's definitely bitter, right? It's like a bitter. It's a bitter uh, flavor throughout, mo- uh, mostly. But I, I, I want to say, hey, do me a favor. Just read the very bottom of the label of that Campari. What does it say? Bitter. Okay, I was just Product making sure that we were like all on the same page. I don't know. I want to say like slight. It's probably wrong, but slight grapefruit at the end. Um, I would say grapefruit. Yeah, I'd say like a grapefruit. Um, it, it's funny though because I feel like, and you're right. Since since you were in town, I haven't had this, but I, I felt like the taste was was actually better than I thought it'd be. So yeah, I'm actually growing. This is growing on me. Um, growing Campari wings. Yeah. So next next week our drinks should all be different Campari cocktails. Ooh, that's a challenge. That'd be cool. All right. I One think we part can, Campari, three parts that. orange juice. No, you cannot have can, that. And you can't use anything that's on the back label of the Campari bottle. They got two growing? recipes right there. Yeah, one of them was his Campari and orange juice. Campari orange, the refreshing favorite. One part Campari, mm-hmm. three parts orange juice. Pour over ice. Garnish I, with a slice of orange. Actually, my favorite cocktail of all time has Campari in it, which is a Boulevardier. What else is in that cocktail? Bourbon. Sweet vermouth. Deliciousness. Not bad, not bad. So, um, okay, so we've had our, our drink intros. We've had our Campari for the first part of the show. And so I want to get into the topic a little more. And I know I mentioned today's topic is podcast and chill, which is going to kind of cover a spectrum of different, different uh, points, everything from, you know, people obviously are busy, they're working, they're doing um, other things with their lives. And sometimes we forget that there's an importance to stopping and taking time for yourself, whether it's, for personal projects, for personal goals, for family and friends, um, maybe to experience new things that aren't really in your routine each day. And so I think this show is going to really bring up discussion, you know, on those main points, of course, but also 
I think the hope is that we can kind of relay our experiences and our thoughts on those points um, to the audience listening. And of course, I think the most relevant point right now with the pandemic going on in the U.S. and across the world, really, people, you know, for a large part of the year were quarantined at home or wherever they were. And I think uh, obviously that kind of ushered in a lot of time for people on their own being able to you know, focus on, you know, whether it's personal projects again, or just, you know, time spent doing whatever they wanted to do, pursuing a hobby or, you know, reconnecting with friends and family virtually, or just, you know, phone calls or whatever you have you. But I, I think really the point is that this discussion is going to really um, cover some different areas of, of life and different areas for people and different areas or, or, or different things going on right now in the world. So Anyway, um, I guess I want to start off and just kind of, once again, let, let EJ kind of start us off because uh, he was kind of the the brain the brains behind this topic once again this week. And so EJ, in your head, what's your initial thought on free time and, uh, you know, in today's world? So, well, for me, like, free time is something that I have not paid attention to in probably the last 12 to 15 years of my life. Um, it's something that, you know, I've, I've really put my head down and I've, I've been working, um, uh, as a chef, like you have to do that to get ahead. And well, I mean, that was, that was the old way of thinking at least. And I was like subjected to, you know, thinking that I, I had to work all the time to get ahead um, and it's n not until as of recent that I've actually taken some time to like step back and chill and like really like look at, you know, everything else that's going on around me instead of just what's happening in the four walls of the kitchen that I'm in that day. But it, it, it kind of like correlates with almost everything that we've said on uh, other podcasts as far as like, you know, how it affects health and things like that. But uh, I think I think it's a pretty important topic that, you know, people just don't talk about enough is like taking time for yourself and stepping back and really, you know, one, measuring what's truly important and what isn't. And two, you know, focusing on what's truly important and what isn't. Right. Yeah. And, and that makes sense to me that I think um, I would tend to agree because, you know, in my experience, I mean, I think since I was since i was 18 or so i've well i mean even before that you know going through high school but i think really when i was 18 and really you know quote unquote became an adult and went to college and like started started to work and all that I, since then up to you know where i am now like i i hadn't really thought about free time i mean i obviously i had but at the same time i guess i didn't really understand like the the um importance it played in my life until i got to the point where I was, you know, working crazy hours and under stress and kind of stood back and said, Hey, you know, like I have to find the right outlet to um, be able to enjoy life and, you know, uh, enjoy hobbies or whatever else I want to do because, uh, you know, without that, it just kind of becomes monotonous and, uh, you know, obviously you want to find a way to, to de-stress. So Matt, I'm not sure what your thoughts on that are, but feel free to share them. Yeah, I like, I definitely enjoy free time, like time where you have, where you just don't have anything at all planned, where you can just <clears throat> relax at home, just time to decompress, really. You know, you don't have to really think about anything or worry about anything. Maybe still have some things on your mind, obviously, but I definitely cherish those moments when you really can just have a Saturday or a Sunday where you don't have anything planned and just hang out at the house. I think it's just important to sometimes just even, even if you want to, uh, I, I guess just keep your schedule clear sometimes. Um, even if you do things for fun, just have a time where you can just do nothing, decompress. Yeah. I, right. I mean, I, I really think it's important to like find that little bit of time to do nothing. I mean, that's, one of the big things is like, even when you're off of work, it's finding the time to really decompress and like reflect on what's going on around you. 
uh, rather than, you know, all of us will be like, okay, well, I'm off work. Well, I know I personally have this bad habit of like, even when I'm at work that last day right before, I'm thinking about, okay, so I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to wake up at 8, I'm going to do laundry, and then at 9 o'clock, I'm going to, you know, take my car to go get washed. At 10, I'm going to go do this. So you've already built this structure into your next day off to where you're not really decompressing. You're just doing things that are different than what you're actually working on. And not only that, but what that's done, it's it's kind of you in two ways. Uh, So you you're at work thinking about like what you have to do that next day rather than focusing 100% on what you're doing at work. And then when you get off work that next day, you're focusing on those things. But I don't know about you guys, but the entire time that I'm doing those kind of things, I'm not really focused on relaxing or, you know, really like getting in tune with like what's going on around me. I'm more focused on, off, I got to go back to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. There's always times where you've like convinced yourself that you've got certain things to do. And once you do that, then you can just relax. And then the stuff that you have to do drags on or then, or it adds up, you know, you keep adding stuff on and then you just, I don't know. It's kind of frustrating. You run out of time. You don't get any free time. There's for whatever reason, time. there is never fucking enough yeah, time. There really like, isn't. It, it doesn't matter if you just have to get your fucking oil changed, and it should take you forty-five minutes. It's going to take you three hours because it's just the way it happens. Especially on a day off, I feel like day off time is like double speed. It's like, do you guys remember fucking TiVo back in the day? The first like DVR. It's like if you hit the fast forward button two times on a TiVo. That's what that's what day off time is like. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't come with a fun sound effect. It's it's like there's there's never there's never enough time to get everything done that you need to get done. And I feel like like now, especially like things have so that's that's the interesting part about today's conversation is that like things have shifted so much to where it took people like myself or like Matt or like Steven to where we're working all the time. And then it, uh, for a lot of people, and I mean, I, I was very fortunate and was able to work all the way through the pandemic so far. And I, I haven't taken a break, but I, I, I've seen with a lot of my friends and family that it forced them to take free time. And it almost sent them into this like world of shock. So what, what are your thoughts on that, guys? That's interesting. Like, I, I'm similar to you where I've worked, I've, you know, maintained my full-time work schedule even throughout the pandemic. Uh, I work from home, which is actually kind of great. I mean, it has its, I guess it's upsides and downsides, but I've been working from home, which means a little bit less time commuting, more time at home. Actually for me, just like my personal experiences, it was really weird adjustment at first because here I am like at home every day so i feel like you know i'm not used to being at home every day i'm used to being in the office so it feels like i should have all this like time to get lots of things done but really i was working eight eight hours a day eight and a half hours a day so was it it hard for you to switch over to that like for for me like i'm i'm a big person on routine like when i go to work you know i put on my chef jacket in the office. As soon as I get there, I change my shoes and, you know, it's kind of like, or, or like even things like uh, in between lunch service and dinner service, I, we, we all stop in the kitchen and we break down and we scrub the floors and we reset, but it's just a way of like being in this system that has a schedule. Did it, did it fuck you up? Not, being not having that like you know whatever it is 30 minutes 45 minutes drive into work to clear your head to get ready for work and then sit down at your desk and start doing what you do or did you not see anything like there you could just turn flip open your computer and be like all right it's game time yeah i would say it's it's more of the latter like i'm pretty flexible i guess and I mean, given the choice of commute or no commute, I'm definitely going to choose no commute. So, I mean, 
it actually allowed me to wake up later. I mean, I guess I could have started work earlier, you know, woken up at the same time and started earlier, got off earlier, but I kind of went the other direction of starting work at the same time, you know, the same schedule I usually worked and uh, it allowed me to start. Like you, you basically stuck to your, your routine then. Yeah, I I guess so. It's, I, you know, I, I kept my starting time, but it allowed me to wake up a little bit later in the morning you know, I don't have to like get up, get dressed, do everything, go, you know, drive into work. Right. So, I mean, in that respect, it's kind of, kind of nice, but it is different working from home for sure. When you're not in the office, you're not around your coworkers. You can't just have that conversation back and forth. Even when you're working on things, it, it's a little bit different. And I, you know, we can message each other if we have to call each other, but it, right. it's a little bit different working from home. You can't just pop into somebody's office and just ask them a quick question. Yeah, which, you know, a lot of times that's really, like, the thing you want to do is just, like, hey, quick question, you know, what do you think we should do about this, you know, right. this specific right. thing? Right, yeah, and I think also, for me, I kind of had the same thoughts initially as Matt. It was it was kind of odd not, like, having the same routine, like, you know, getting up, commuting, and then being in an actual location with, with coworkers and whatnot, but... I think after like after a month or two, I, I kind of realized that it, it was kind of nice, not so much nice, but it, it kind of made sense because my job, you know, is mostly, I mean, even at the office, of course, m- my colleagues who work within my department, of course, you know, uh, we talk, communicate in person a lot of times, but, you know, but also through email and, and through IM. But I think to me, it kind of, it kind of showed me that. You're not supposed to slide into your coworkers DMs, dude. <laughs> well you know um no but it kind of showed me that a lot of things being at home working from home you know having your your, your, your pc having your your computer and your in your and your other equipment to, to do your job like can be done from home and i mean i i think the trend for all industries is starting to go that 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 route but but I mean, just for me, like as far as time and as far as, you know, having to kind of experience the change, I think now I feel like I can do my job at home. And of course, um, being at home, you have to find that balance because like like Matt was saying, you know, when you're at home for eight hours plus a day um, working, obviously, you, you know, you, you can't do regular things that you, that you would do on an off day. And so I think, you know, after a, a work day, at home, you, you kind of have to figure out how to kind of allow yourself to to feel like you're back at home, and you know, kind of ease into the the evening because it can be weird, you know, working eight hours in your office or living room, and then okay, you know, I'm already home, so now I'm like off duty, quote unquote. So how, like, how do I spend the rest of my time? So yeah, it's, it's it's kind of weird, but I think for me, it's kind of given me the the sense of like, okay, well. Like this is like like work itself isn't the end all be all for me, so it's kind of like been nice to to do it at home and just you know I guess have the experience. But I think everyone's different for sure. Yeah, I, I mean for for me personally, I mean maybe that's just part of my mechanics and how my brain works and everything is. I cannot imagine like not leaving my house and working. Uh, like I feel like. I feel like I've got to be able to have that time in my car on my way to work to get ready. I mean, I was the same way when I, when I was, you know, going to the gym nonstop back when that was safe. And, you know, I had to have a gym that had a locker room because for me, in order to get a workout, I had to hit the locker room. I had to change clothes. I had to go upstairs. I had to do my certain amount of cardio. Then I had to lift weights and I had to come back downstairs and I had to shower. And that was, I have to have that routine. So that's, that's my biggest thing is like, you know, if I don't have that routine, I don't know that maybe I would just fall into it and just be a lazy asshole and get fired like a weekend. Good talk. Yeah. They would fire you. You just stop cooking. Like I'm done. I'm not cooking anymore. I'm lazy. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> but so we talked about work. So in terms of, you know, you have this free time, and I think for most people, I know for me, it usually comes down to either it's going to be you know free time for myself or free time 
that I'm going to spend with friends or family. I think those two are pretty distinct because obviously, you know, they're, they're different situations. So for you guys, like, how do you see, or how do you spend free time that is all yours versus free time that's going to be spent with friends and family? I'll let you know when I get free time. That's all mine. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, that's, that's well, another well, thing that I've been trying to fucking do for myself recently is like really find that time. Even if it's like going for a jog before work, you know, having the 20 minutes, 30 minutes to myself, like there's nobody else around me. Literally all that's in my fucking pockets are, my headphones and my keys to the apartment nobody can mess with me it's just me and it's kind of cool to have that time to really like unwind and have those thoughts and then obviously yes family time's important that's a set and unpopular yeah. opinion <laughs> definitely agreed and i definitely i definitely agree that there's a distinction there you know free time where you're spending with um family uh, free time that you're spending by yourself and uh, you know I, I think you need a little bit of both obviously because you know while you can definitely enjoy and you definitely want time spending with with family there's also it, it's it's not the same as free time where you just you know by yourself you can do whatever whether that's like play vid a video game for a little while or just watch some show that only you like I don't know but where you can just kind of, um, you, you know, you don't have to worry about anyone else. Just, just do something on your own. Just so the listeners know, he's he's referring to uh, Matt's got an obsession with the Real Housewives. So uh, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I I do think it's I I do think it's like highly important for you to find time for yourself. Um, that's something that at least for. Me in the hospitality business, you know, I'm I'm made a living off of making sure everybody else was okay and forgetting about myself and not doing things that I need to do for for me, like be it like you said, watch a TV show that I want to watch or see a movie that I want to see or whatever. I just give it up to like whoever's around me and let them let them pick, but. It's it's completely different when it's like you're focusing on yourself and it's it's definitely as Steven says hella important. So, do you ever worry about getting like burned out to where you just kind of hit that limit and then it's just like you just have a really hard time motivating yourself? Is that is that like a concern? It is a concern. It's it's something that's actually like, you know, it's I feel like it's probably happened to every chef. Um chef writer it, you know all those kind of professions where you have to create and continue and um for me there's this thing that happens to me personally to where i know like after so long you know when i talk about working days in a row i'm talking about literally working like 21 22 23 you know up to i think my my record personally is like 74 days in a row without a day off and when i say that i mean i literally Crazy. had no days <laughs> off in 74 days and that's usually like what we call open to closes to where you're there by no later than nine or ten o'clock in the morning you leave no longer than nine or ten o'clock at night so literally your entire day is this profession where your head's like down and going and there's this thing that happens to you when you don't take any time off to where one, you start getting some like physical things happening to you. Not that you're tired, but your vision gets a little hazy. And I realize, like, I, I call it the cloud world, like little Mario reference where I'm just like, Whoa, I can't figure out like, I can't think about anything today because my head is so far in the clouds and I, I can, I can feel my head being just like different. My thoughts are different. Hitting that burnout stage is it's terrifying too, because when you hit that burnout stage, it's, it's, you know, 
kitchen god laws that somebody's going to come up to you and say, hey, there's this table over here that wants to do a dinner in two days, and they want you to come up to you with a menu right this minute about, like, you know, a five-course menu, and three of them are vegans, go. And <laughs> right then you hit that, and you're like, well, I can't fucking think about anything because my brain's made out of mashed potatoes. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's something that, that happens, and that's actually why one of the main reasons I picked this topic today was because focusing on free time, focusing on yourself, focusing on your time away from work actually helps you work a lot harder. I agree uh, with that. That's that's one of the big things for my cooks and my sous chefs and stuff is I've, I've made sure that I try to give them not only two days off, but two days off in a row. It's very important for my guys to have a clear head when they step onto that line and when they step into, you know, writing a menu or whatever they're doing, because there's there's that old saying that, you know, if you live in a house for 40 years and somebody moves a painting a quarter of an inch every day, you'll never notice it. But if you're in that house every week for 40 years and they move the painting a quarter of an inch down the wall, then you'll absolutely notice it. You know, you, you get these weird blinders on to where you just don't notice things that are going wrong around you because they're happening every single day. Yet, if you step back, you have the opportunity to really see the bigger picture. That's a weird saying. Yeah. That's a weird saying. Sorry. Not sure. Um, <laughs> well, I definitely agree on the whole, like, just that one point that you made about the two days in a row not being, you know, or I guess two days off in a week is not the same thing as two days in a row. Exactly. Because I've had, a, you know, I had a job where I, I hardly ever got two days off in a row at, at one point in time. And it really doesn't kind of recharge you the same way as having two days off in a row, like a weekend does. Because you're, you know, even when you have that one day off, you know, you have to be back at work the next day. So what about routine becomes um, commonplace? And oftentimes, you know, we, I know for, I'll speak for myself. I think for me, you know, like certain days I'll, I'll do certain things or watch, a, like watch a certain program or, just, you know, the point being, like, most of my week is kind of, like, planned out to an extent. So, like, I know certain days I'll do certain things or, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, go for a run or go to the store or run some errands. So, you know, s- see a friend or two. So how how can people or how do you guys kind of work in trying new things, whether it's experiences or you know, going to a new, a new like activity or a restaurant or event, because I feel like being spontaneous and trying new things keeps me fresh and keeps people fresh for the most part. So I guess, how do you guys work that into your, to your week or to your month? Well, shit, this fucking podcast was a way to try new things and keep things fresh. I, I, I realized that, you know, us as friends haven't like really spoken to each other that much. And it was a yeah, way to, to to really reconnect and like, you know, talk about shit. And, you know, I'll be honest, this podcast has been different than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is it, I mean, in a good way or a bad way? No, in a good way. It's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, we, we <laughs> um, hadn't really, you know, weren't really, you know, we were still in touch, but weren't really talking that much. And definitely just kind of like doing this podcast has kind of reconnected us a little bit um, where, you know, we ended up spending a few hours, you know, each weekend just kind of hanging out. You know, it's, it's just kind of like hanging out with the guys for, for a little while, which we hadn't been doing at all. Shit, I, I can't tell you the last time I like actually hung out with friends besides a podcast. Like I, I, I honestly can't tell you. Um, I mean, it would happen maybe once every like four to six weeks. I might see a group of somebody that I knew, and like we might go get drinks, and you know. But that's that's I, I feel like that's that's not enough. Like you've got to have that like social interaction with people outside of work. 
especially once you hit like the the you know the upper tier of like when you're in management and things like that to where like you can't hang out with the people you work with like it's not a thing yeah. like you can't do that <clears throat> so being like like an executive chef like i it's 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 uncouth for me to like hang out with my fr- with with my friend fr- with like the front of the house with um sous chefs and things like that it's just like you shouldn't do that because you know all three of us talk to each other completely different than i would talk to any of them yeah it's kind of sad though that you can't you know just just hang out with them just chill with them like you're you know a friend but but it definitely i you know that definitely makes sense that you can't just be buddy buddy with the the people who you have to make sure that they're stay in line right well well the whole thing is like for me i can't have people view me as a friend they have to view me as somebody of authority because once they start viewing you as a friend i and they they kind of you know sort of take advantage of that <laughs> yeah yeah Sivo, how do you feel about this podcast do you think it's taking a turn you think it's uh taking a turn is it what you thought it was going to be I mean, I guess coming into it, I didn't really. I mean, I wasn't quite sure what it would be, um, but no, it's actually like turned out to be really, really good. And um, I think, like, like Matt was saying, yeah, it's been a way for us now to reconnect. But also, I think it's been. I mean, I, I think the, the three of us flow pretty well, so I think we've had some pretty interesting discussions. And I think it's been one way to uh, to kind of further. The friendship, but no, it's it's been fun for sure. And you know, I mean, having a drink with you guys is always a good experience. So it's it's almost like we're sitting at a bar every week for an hour. Yeah. Which God damn it, really I miss sitting at a bar every week for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, an hour of the bar day, is like maybe we'll get back there. Yeah, Four we'll get pints, back there. Three shots. <laughs> Oh yeah, when you're sitting at a bar with EJ, it's it's just shots, shot after shot. <laughs> hey, you don't have a choice. It's not shots. So, so Stephen, you mentioned earlier in the in the cast that you've seen some like weird things, or not not necessarily weird things, but different things about um how people are using their time during quarantine. What have you seen? Yeah. Also, can we do another shot of Campari? Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers! Yeah! <sighs> Good stuff. So I've seen different ways people are using their time during this quarantine. It seems like a lot of people are, I'll just use kind of, I guess, like my circle, like a lot of my friends using time to kind of pursue hobbies or pursue like personal projects that they might have left off or not had time for before the pandemic, unfortunately. Uh, for example, a friend of mine uh, is kind of pursuing, uh, I think, music, like trying to learn guitar or keyboard or just like something. Um, and, you know, I don't know that he'll pursue it all the way, but at least like he's trying right now that he has the time. I also think um, people are using this time to kind of catch up with family, like call, call family or just like have conversations on the phone that might not have taken place before because there's just time constraints and you know people have different schedules just kind of to like wrap it up as far as uh quarantine i i think people are using their time in a lot of ways and uh it, it kind of was like a, a obviously a slowdown and a time for people to kind of rethink you know what was important or what they were pursuing and you know i think going forward hopefully we see that people take more time to do things that they enjoy and, and they want to do versus just, just, just being caught up in routines and schedules. And, you know, I know work's important, but uh, so is other things in life. So, you know, I was, I was totally stoked to see people like getting into cooking. Like that's obviously yeah. in my line of work, that's something that's super cool. Like it was really cool to see people getting into cooking and baking and like all those, the, like the sourdough cult that happened. Um, all that stuff that's that's really cool that people were learning about like ambient yeast and how it interacts with flour and things like that that's cool for me that that makes me happy that makes you know lots of chefs and bakers happy yeah apparently also like did you make sourdough matt 
I did not make any sourdough. I have been cooking more. Um, I, I've enjoyed cooking for a while, just, you know, just cooking at home, trying different things. And I definitely had kind of gotten to the point where I was a little bit burnt out on cooking before the pandemic started. Uh, cause it's just like, oh, there's just not enough extra time to really, you know, when I do it, I like to like really take it, you know, whatever I do is going to be on the weekend and it's going to take several hours of cooking. It always takes longer than you think it's going to take. Um, so I kind of got like burnt out on that. But once the pandemic started, there's a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra time at home. I've definitely had a chance to, to cook a little bit more. What's your favorite dish that you back during the pandemic? You gotta have something. Ratatouille. Honestly. So I kind of came up with this thing where it's kind of like a uh, like a beef dip sandwich, not really a French dip, but I basically put mushrooms in a in a food the food processor, get them really broken, you know, broken down. Uh, right. Fr- fry those up in the frying pan or it ba- basically in a Dutch oven because I do it all in one pot. Nice, uh, even better. Cook those down a little bit. Cook those down a little bit. Um, then add beef broth, um, which I u- usually use better than bouillon, um, to do the beef broth. And then just, you can get this really thin sliced beef here in Houston at Kroger's. Sometimes it's available. Sometimes it's not. So get a couple pounds of this like really thin sliced beef and just put it in there. Let it, um, don't even, I don't even simmer it. I just let it sit like on heating below a simmer for like hours and it just kind of really kind of mellows out. You know what it, you know Put what the technique is called when you when you when you treat your mushrooms like that? I don't know. It's called a duck cell. Duck cell. Duck cell. Yep. Well, it's really it really kind of works out good because the first time I tried making that, I just chopped up the mushrooms really into small like I diced them up. But then it's it's kind of like weird because you've got these pieces of mushroom mixed in. When the way I did it the last time, it's basically kind of like a mushroom broth almost like a mushroom beef broth there's nice. no there's you can taste the mushrooms you get that kind of umami so it's super umami yeah super yeah earthy. very which is really good but you don't you don't actually have pieces of mushrooms in it it's That's all just kind of in the broth so you basically take take the beef out of the liquid with tongs onto the hoagie roll with some provolone and it's it's just really good that sounds better it's really good Stephen, have and you I cooked anything? I kind of just came up with that myself. What's that? Have you cooked anything, Stephen? In the in the in the off season, as we'll call it. I, I made one thing recently that I can think about, and it's uh, have you heard of uh, it's it, it's a Hawaiian based uh, dish. God, what's it called? Um, so it's like it's like uh, it's like rice, beef, and the egg, and um, fried rice. Moko loco. Yeah, yeah, that one. So. I, I made that at home, but I think I used With brown a little rice. gravy over it. Yeah, so I used brown rice, turkey. Yeah, turkey son. Meat, I'm all about um, that loco loco. Fried egg, and then I'm not sure what I used for the gravy. Like I might have just used uh, like something I had in the in the fridge, like just like a barbecue sauce. But anyway, um, it was good. Nice a little moco yeah. loco action, dude. And I mean, I'd it's not hard out. to make, really, you know. Yeah, loco loco is usually like rice, either like a, like a ground beef patty, um, a little bit of a gravy, and then a fried egg right over the top of that, and then some like yeah. usually fresh like chopped green onion or something like that. But it's yeah. it's it's fucking delicious. EJ, you were saying like during the pandemic, people were baking a lot, and I think here in San Diego there was like a yeast shortage. Like hey, that was everywhere. Man. That was everywhere. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I saw some pictures from my friends in in San Francisco, to where I mean they were obviously using the, this yeast to make uh, what's called a mother or a starter for sourdough bread, and once you have a mother, you continue to feed it flour and water, and this this organism expands, and you can make sourdough bread off of it. Well, I saw these posts from some friends in San Francisco to where people are leaving mothers taped to like telephone poles and things like that. So, so random people <laughs> could come by and get these mothers and start doing their sourdough bread. It was, it was Dang. a really cool thing. Wow. Which also, if anybody 
in this podcast has ever been to San Francisco. It is definitely the bread capital of the United States. The best bread, hands down. Like there's there's no question about it. I've only been to the airport, and it's crazy because like like when you land, like you come in over the water, right? So like pretty much all the way when you land until the last second, you see water. So you're like, oh shit, are we crashing or am I landing? But you land most of the time. You guys guys heard it here first. Uh, Episode 16, uh, Dudes with Booze, San Francisco. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll Um, we'll tell you everything there is to know about San Francisco. No, no, we'll be in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be on the trolley. Because of the incident. We'll, We'll record from like that pier with all the seals or the sea lions, whatever that is. Oh, yeah, I think I got a picture somewhere. Anyway, so as we come to the hour of the show, we must introduce Booze News, which is a segment that's devoted to a news article each week that consists of some kind of booze-related news. I call it Booze News, Booze News, Booze News. And so (laughs) this week, Matt has our article for us. So Matt, go ahead and uh, give us this week's news. All right. So I kind of came up with this article on the fly, but so this is from entrepreneur.com just published on October 2nd. The gist of it is a Swiss company. Well, I'll I'll read you part of it. A Swiss company launched deeper, which is the first beer in that country, which is created with the assistance of AI. Uh, The recipe for the beer was made by the algorithm known as Bauer AI. So basically, the creators chose India IPA, India Pale Ales, and they basically created an algorithm which analyzed the market trends of an international database with around 157,000 recipes of other IPAs. So that's how they created the recipe for their IPA. So it just like randomized of like like a like taking a bunch of information about like how all IPAs were made. And so it made like the Wikipedia definition of what IPA. That's, that's kind of the way I see it. So I guess this kind of goes along with a lot of this AI stuff where a lot of, you know, people seem to be really impressed by, you know, Oh wow. AI can, can, can do all these things can have artificial learning, but I don't, I don't know if it's really, is it really considered learning if all you're doing is kind of taking in data from multiple sources and kind of I mean, putting I them would, all I into one. Really, I, I wouldn't consider it learning anything because basically what you're doing is you're doing the average. And you yeah. know, that's adding, you know, the the total of the, you know, parts and then dividing about amongst the parts and find like exactly what everybody else is almost doing i honestly think i i I feel like it probably did create an ipa and it was probably like a a decent ipa but there was nothing special about it because it took all of them and made a decent one agree so that that's what i would think too i'm sure it made like a, a definitely a a very drinkable just you know a fine good ipa but I mean, really, kind of the thing about different varieties of beer is that different people have different ideas of, you know, here's here's what I want to do, do something a little bit different, mix in, you know, these types of hops or, you know, do do this process a little bit differently. All this what did was take the recipes of a bunch of different IPAs and kind of basically put put the mean IPA recipe together, the you know, just just average. To me, that sounds completely horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Steamy Ravon over there would love it, but I mean, I just don't get why they didn't call it AIPA. Ah, you know, capitalizing the marketing, but you know, whatever. But Drake should write a song about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Though. Like, like usually, like I'm, I'm very much like a very. I have a very particular taste about IPAs, so I, I don't know that an average. I feel like you would like it because it tastes like everybody else's IPA. I don't know. That's what they drink in the Matrix. 
That's true, IPA. <laughs> you know, in the Matrix, I'd probably like it. Dude, I mean, yeah. Good good point. <laughs> <laughs> but just for like uh, a point of doing it, I, I want to try it. I'm not sure if I'd like it, so. I mean, I think I think like Matt and I reiterated earlier that it's not going to make anything that you've never tasted before. It's going to make everything you've always tasted. And that's... It's going to be extremely average, I guess. (laughs) I would give this, this, this robot, I would give it definitely a B minus. So I, I don't know. I wonder if we can taste this beer now, you know, can, can, we get it in the U.S. Maybe we should try it and see what's if it's really the, what's good the or name what. Of the beer? Deeper. Deeper. I have to look that up. We're gonna Deeper. Yeah. D e e p e r. Deeper IPA. Well, it's Swiss. Sounds, uh, of course, it's Swiss. Who else would make a fucking IPA machine? So, everyone, that concludes this week's show of Three Dudes with Booze. We talked about free time and how it's important to figure out ways to, you know, carve out the free time from work, from other obligations to be able to recharge and pursue personal projects, personal hobbies, or to see friends and family. Um, And also we talked about quarantine and how it's allowed people to pursue uh, different projects with their additional free time. As always, we'll see you next week with another episode. And until then, take care, and we'll see you soon. EJ and Matt, thanks for being here alongside me. Cheers. Thank you, Stephen. We couldn't do it without you. Can we do a shot of Campari to leave? Sure. All right. If you uh, want to. This is right, right. There's no rules. Right, we can do whatever wait, wait, we want. Hold on, hold on. Will you start the outro music right now? Yes. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Episode four. Yeah, but you're not a robot, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs>